0: all right welcome back everyone we have another pntt podcast here for you and this time we are going to be zeroing in on the baker group which consists of ann arbor san antonio huntington beach and twin falls and so to start that off i think we're going to start with the group's namesake of the ann arbor bing bongs who uh have had a lot of success recently, including a uh, NTT championship just a couple seasons ago. And so this group um, graduates a good class for sure in the group's namesake, Anthony Baker, scoring 30 points a game and leading the team with a third-team all-league performance last season. Um, and so they replaced that uh, they replaced that thirty-two sixty-seven class with a... 3723. So definitely bringing back a lot of talent, including uh, everyone's uh, favorite and feared Andrew Tucker to go along with the rest of that lineup.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and Coach Bill's here. Uh, thanks, uh, El Nino. Happy it is. It is Nino, right? yo sound as opposed to el nino right that's correct it's spanish
0: for the nino
1: right i did notice that on the message (laughs) so all right i'm glad i've got that clarified so yeah for sure ann arbor an awesome team great program uh one of the very best in league 31 for a little while now you can see last five years number two in the whole country uh won the title as you said a couple years ago uh got knocked out uh, in the Sweet 16 last year by a team that I feel very proud of uh, for beating <laughs> them by one point. that You know, that I won't name individually. but just Precisely. Just, and who knows which team that was. But uh, regardless, uh, so just an awesome program that continues to load up with talent. As you said, they lost Anthony Baker. And he's, he was just a fascinating player to me. You know, he scored 30 points a game. Uh, Coach Bradley was very open about the fact that this guy was none defense, at least when he came in. And I don't know if that ever changed. Maybe he bumped to poor. Uh, But, you know, here's a guy who was none defense and was arguably the best player. You know, there are great players on that team, as you mentioned, Andrew Andrew Tucker and Joshua Henley. So maybe he wasn't the best player, but certainly uh, a superstar on an NTT champion, and he was none defense. Uh, So that was just kind of amazing to watch progress. And it shows what the team has around him. You know, they, they play a zone. They had awesome defenders all around Baker, and those guys all come back. Tucker and Henley down low are back. Jack Carter is back as a wing defender. Christian Armstrong as a guard who can all he, he can defend as well. Uh, so, of the team, all returns. And as you mentioned, it's a very solid freshman class joining that group. Um, and I think the most notable player in the group is one who was discussed a lot on the message boards, Michael Doherty. Uh, he's a guy who fits a similar mold to Baker in that he's a six, five high school power forward. Uh, Baker scored a bit more in high school, uh, but Doherty looked good, had awesome scouted ratings. He was poor scout. Uh, and I mean, he was one of the very first recruits that was discussed in last year's recruiting thread. It looked like he could be a huge tie, but he was at E plus win and, uh, you know, Coach Brad or Bradley uh, and Hawkeye from Bakersfield committed to maxing him and scared everybody else off of him. So he ended up as a one one. And at least according to the report, that's Hawkeye, wild. Yeah, I know. Right. And then Hawkeye ended up dropping off of him, probably inadvertently. I don't know. Oh, you know another, another great team in Bakersfield. Uh, so not the kind of thing you expect from them. So here comes Doherty as a clear lead to replace Baker. Uh, you know, he's poor scout. So I, I don't know how he came in. Uh, who knows? He's probably not going to score 30 a game, but with that slot on this team, he should be in an, a, just a great position to succeed. So uh, just a, a really, really, really strong team. Uh, wouldn't surprise anyone, I would think, if they're back in the Final Four uh, as they've been before, you know, contending for another national title. And certainly they will be a really tough out in this group.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, it seems like Doherty kind of slides in there nicely. And then, yeah, I mean, you re- you return the, re- the rest of the four. So even though you got a freshman handling those point guard responsibilities, you know, he- he's he got the other guys to, uh, you know, carry the brunt of the loads.
1: Yeah, that's right. And I lost you there for a second. This, this game okay. that ought to be
0: yeah, and I think, the, you know, the one interesting part that I, I think I'm looking to see if he can improve from his high school stats is just that free throw percentage, you know, graduating guy who shot kind of just south of 92% from the free throw line to someone who shoots 70 in high school. I think that's definitely something he's going to want to focus
1: on early during this yeah. tournament and baker played a lot of point guard not exclusively you know he, he moved around but if doherty's expected to play point guard you know he'll be taking a lot of end game free throws assuming ann arbor's in any close games <laughs> yeah uh, they, they might not be so <laughs> i mean it's not that hard. Uh, but yeah that's definitely something that will be a drop off uh, and we probably should mention josiah presley as well another freshman they brought in not a player i'm familiar with i mean i just ticked off doherty's whole history there because he was on the message boards i don't i don't know presley's but his stats are impressive you know a big guy over 10 rebounds, three and a half blocks, four assists. Um, You know, this is another guy. They don't need him. I mean, there's no way this guy's going to start over Henley and Tucker, I would assume. But, uh, you know, just adding to the depth that that this team has. Replacing Joseph Salaya, the departing backup center. Uh, And down the line, probably a guy who could start. Yeah, absolutely. I think,
0: you know, Doherty, Presley definitely could start. I think, you know, with the caliber of classes Ann Arbor's had, I think kind of the third member of that class, Corey Lee, is probably going to see most of his minutes in the court in a reserve role. But, you know, who knows? As his uh, career progresses, maybe he gets an opportunity.
1: Yeah, you never know. You pro- I also, real quick, I want to mention uh, a couple of the freshmen from last year, Gathers and Dickey, I know those guys can shoot. Uh, I'm not sure they, they really had great seasons last year, but pretty sure they both came in e shot, again, from the message board. So, you know, if Doherty does struggle at all, there are other options to move into that starting lineup in a guard spot.
0: Another one of those cases of the, the rich getting richer, mm-hmm, but hey, mm-hmm. you, you know, you got to enjoy it while you got it, right? Definitely. All right. Well, then moving on to the rest of this group, we're going to uh, take a look at the San Antonio Troubadours. This is a team who graduated a 46-33 class and brought in a 66-66 class as well, Um you know, but another roster that is just absolutely stacked and looking at kind of who they graduated, we see another key graduation in, in center, Preston Copeland, um, who really kind of seemed to anchor this team last year as well as graduating small forward Grant Cathy um, as well. So definitely some big losses there, but from their freshman class with a 6'9", Brian Jefferson, a 6'8", Rufus White, and a 6'9", Jose Jackson. Definitely seems like there's a a, a lot of flexibility there, and I'm kind of interested to see what this coach uh, does with this lineup. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, very talented team. Last year had a, a really interesting season, right? I mean, they ran through the PNTT for the longest time. They stayed unbeaten made all the way to the final and then lost in a real close game to Montpelier. So I think, I mean, speaking for myself, I saw them as a national title contender for sure. And then even heading into the NTT, uh, into the NTT, I remember on the podcast, uh, you know, our beloved coach V was, was really touting them as a potential final four team and understandably so given that strong start they had, but they struggled through conference 24 and then struggled in the NTT, uh, ended up, you know, 15 and nine on the season, uh, winning just one game in the NTT and then not doing very well after that. Um, So it was, I don't know exactly how, you know, the coach viewed last season. I think initially it looked like, they could be one of the best teams in the country. And then they sort of settled into a range they had been in, in the previous seasons. Uh, I also think the losses that they had that you already pointed out, Kathy and Copeland are going to hurt them. I think this is a team that thrived on balance. Nobody had to do too much individually Uh, Kathy was the leading scorer, you know, shortly behind him was Christian Brown, who is coming back. And Copeland did a lot of things as well as score. So it's certainly true, as you say, that some good freshmen are coming in for this team. And it's not as if the cupboard is bare. They should be probably back in the NTT. I think it's, it's fair to project. But I don't think, despite the number two overall preseason ranking that they have, that this team is on the same level as Ann Arbor, uh, the team we were just talking about. And, you know, few teams are, so that's not much of an insult, but I, right. I, I yeah, I, I just, I, I would imagine this San Antonio team might take a little bit of a step back just because they lost two key pieces. And, you know, it's, it can be hard to figure out how to slot in freshmen. Um, and I, I don't know that any of these three guys is the natural center that Copeland was to fill that spot. Um, you know, maybe somebody like Jefferson, can fill the Kathy role at small forward. Um, Maybe he'll do a great job with that. But I I wonder who who the center is going to be. And who knows? I mean, there's talent on the bench as well. I know Nicholas Herrera, who was a freshman last year, is a good player. He might be able to come in. He wouldn't be the center, but, you know, he could sort of add some juice to that starting lineup. So uh, this will be a very good team. But I I don't know that I am predicting them to get back to the PNTT final, put it that way.
0: Yeah, what intrigues me about this team is – it's kind of with last year they had brought in you know an 11-4 class and the only one that cracks the starting lineup is the aforementioned Christian Brown at point guard. He didn't seem to really perform all that well. I don't know if he's not a natural point guard with kind of only 1.3 assists to 2.5 turnovers and so maybe that's some of the issue but I I'm really am intrigued to see if if any of the other two members like Herrera like you mentioned um or, Oh, I'm sorry. Christian Brown was not a freshman; he's a junior. I'm just yeah. Barn. No, I mean, strengthening um, your
1: point. Actually, none of those freshmen started. Yeah, none I'm of none of them started. Yeah. So
0: yeah, 11-4 class, none of them started, and you had kind of a severe lack of production from the one and two spots. So yeah, I am in, intrigued to see now that kind of Copeland and Kathy are out. If if there's kind of a wholesale just re you know shakeup of the lineup, just to see uh, what this year's squad's going to look like.
1: Yeah. Brown is a guy, again, that gets discussed in the message board. Some, I remember him as a really talented recruit. Those guys under six feet can be, you know, a little vexing. I mean, we just saw Sioux city win the title and go undefeated with a five, 10 point guard. So I I can't say you can't win that way. Certainly you can, but uh, I think Brown uh, is a, probably more suited to shooting guard, but doesn't have the height for it. So I, I don't know. I do wonder, you might be right that there could be some changes coming. I, you know, I think, my, my sense is that he's got a real high, you know, plus minus great attributes. So I'm sure looking at that coach page, it would be very difficult to move him out of the starting lineup. And he does mm-hmm. do some things well. But yeah, I, I'm with you. If I were this coach, I would think about other guys to try out in that starting point guard spot, you know, whether it's Jarrell or McFarland. Or I mean, McFarland had a terrible assist to turnover issue, but he's a talented player. Um, so I don't know. Somebody.
0: Yeah, it is interesting. Well, with that, we can move on to the Huntington Beach Oxen. Uh, And this is a squad who graduated a 1924 class and brought in a 166-159, so definitely some departed talent, uh, including another graduated center in Keith Hanks, but also their power forward in Luke Ramsey and small forward in Mohammed Birnbaum. Uh, so th- this is a team who's definitely lost a lot and really lost the anchor uh, on the back end of that lineup, and so they bring in um, seems like maybe not what they wanted in three shorter guys of six one Austin Mall, six six Bernie Pasley, Pasley I'll uh, go with that. That's what
1: I would say. I'm yeah,
0: and then six five Orion Saxon. So I-, I think this is a season in which uh, you know this coach is is really going to have to get creative with his lineup, just not having the height there where, where you really want it.
1: Yeah, I, I I agree completely. And I will add to that. It's not just height, it's scoring as well. I mean, the guys who left didn't all score, but Burnbaum was the leading scorer on this team that was already at least somewhat offensively challenged, you know, didn't shoot a great percentage for a team that finished ranked number 17 in the country. Uh, and with Burnbaum gone, uh, and, you know, Ramsey and Hanks were in the nines for scoring per game. Ramsey, if you go per 30, was in the double digits and, you know, could shoot decent percentages. It doesn't look to me like these freshmen are really going to be able to replace that departed scoring. So, you know, add to your point, right? Like, the size is gone. Hanks and all his 4.6 blocks per 30 minutes are gone, as well as the scoring uh, you know, I don't think this team is going to be at the same level that it was last year, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, you know,
0: you, you just really chalk it up to, uh, you know, just some misses in recruiting. And, and yeah, I think they're definitely be hurting, uh, particularly in, in the group that they fell in. So right. I'll be interested to see, uh, you know, if they're able to pull out some some wins out. They do, um, you know, they open up with San Antonio right out the gate. So that's an unfortunate matchup but then kind of uh outside of twin falls kind of all their opponents ranked in the preseason top 52 so definitely a tough slate as well so they've they've got their work cut out for them but let's uh let's see what they can do
1: yeah you're right and who knows to put a glass half full of uh approach on it maybe playing a good team like san antonio in game one isn't so bad right we just went through about how san antonio will have some lineup decisions to make yeah so maybe they won't maybe they won't be the best versions of themselves right away and you can catch an upset early on we'll see definitely
0: and last rounding out the groups we have the twin fall twin falls knights uh this is a team who graduated a a 191 222 class and brought in a 100 116 class so definitely kind of an overall improvement there uh graduating class really the only one who started was their point guard last year carter green uh, and then kind of a, a couple role players on the bench. And they bring in, um, you know, they graduate three three short guys, and they bring three more short guys in, and Anthony Murphy, uh, Kaimana Smith, and Jorge Bell. Uh, and so this was a team who, um, you know, was able to clinch a PTT berth, um, but overall kind of had a rough performance there uh, losing their point guard. So really intrigued to see if they look to one of these freshmen to take over or uh, maybe reserve uh, Bradley Butler. I don't know if that's a, a real option, but with graduating the backup point guard back small forward, they're definitely uh, going to be looking for some options at uh, at point guard. And, and maybe it's returning shooting guard, Zachary Bates. Um, that's ultimately one that fits. I don't know that he is with kind of point two assists last year, but, you know, who knows? They're definitely uh, going to need to put
1: someone there. This is why the PNTT is great, right? And it's a good idea for teams to join it because I don't think there are going to be a lot of, you know, national media discussions of the Twin Falls Knights this season, unfortunately. Uh, but we're having one now because they're part of this tournament. So good for them. Uh, and, you know, you gave me a reason for optimism when you started talking because, you know, you look at that graduating class, as you already said, ranked a lot worse than the incoming class. Uh, the problem is, the guy who was part of that class, Carter Green, you know, was their best player by a good margin. So, despite what the magazines thought, he was productive. And I don't know that the freshmen who are coming in, uh, despite whatever talent they do have, are going to be able to replace the, you know, 18 points a game, five and a half assists a game that this guy offered. So, they may actually take a step back, despite the fact that the uh, supposed, you know, fr- the freshmen are supposedly more talented than the outgoing seniors but yeah i I think it's going to be a real struggle for this team you know good luck to them i was talking to you off the air before the podcast my understanding is they're coached by our fearless leader uh k money who probably has many other things he focuses on over this team uh those of us who were around years ago know just how awesome of a coach he was when he was actually engaged and and, Mm -hmm. you know didn't have the potential conflict of interest from having the keys and running the game and everything so he, I'm sure he can't go full tilt anymore, but uh, for those who don't know, trust me when I say he was, he was the best there was. Uh, certainly yeah, for should, sure. at least. yeah. So uh, it's interesting to see a team that is supposedly coached by him. That's, that's not good. Uh, it shows that he's not really, you know, again, he's got other things to focus on, like keeping, a, keeping the trains moving. Um, but for, for the team itself, I think lo- losing green will hurt. They do bring back their size and, you know, you can beat a lot of mediocre teams if you have some size, uh, so that will help for them later in the year conference 22 is not uh, one of the very best conferences in the whole country so they can pick up some wins there probably but i would think it'll be tough sledding for them in the pntt certainly within this group and i, I don't really see an obvious win on their schedule even outside the group um doesn't mean they will go zero six you know that would be a, a bold prediction but i think it's in play
0: yeah I I am intrigued kind of, you know, as we mentioned, you know, graduated the best player, but overall kind of a poorly rated class and brought in a much better rated class. And I, you know, Mm -hmm. I think we both kind of think ultimately like what's really holding them down are are the, the junior and the senior classes, right? Like the freshman class is not necessarily what the problem is, but I am intrigued with, with the limited minutes that Jacob Coleman was playing at center last year in favor of getting Elijah Blackman on the court. I know they kind of, don't necessarily have the height to do this, but, you know, it kind of makes you wonder if they try to throw Blackman in, into the starting lineup at, at power forward and then slide kind of the rest of the lineup up, you know, Sebastian Ridley last year at power forward, get 3.5 assists a game, you know, it makes you wonder if, if that's kind of ultimately where, where this is headed. That's so. interesting.
1: Yeah. And it goes along with that idea that height can be a major advantage, right? So why not lean into that even further? Sure. So
0: we shall see. Well, with uh, with these four teams, I think, uh, you know, we can take a few minutes and just kind of touch on, you know, what are the players that we're going to be looking for um, kind of big performances and definitely kind of the ones that we're going to look to see carry their teams, um, you know, hopefully to trying to win this group from each squad. So who's who's jumping out to you?
1: I just pick four players from Ann Arbor as opposed to one from each team. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm really not trying to insult the other teams. I just think Ann Arbor is a cool team. Uh, yeah. And, you know, Henley and Tucker are such an awesome pair in the front court. Uh, And, you know, I feel like Henley gets forgotten sometimes because Tucker was this huge yeah. tie and has really gaudy stats, right? Like 13 rebounds a game and almost five blocks and, um, you know, good numbers everywhere. But, you know, if you take a look at the game score... Uh, and especially per 30 minutes game score, Henley actually had the better game score per 30 minutes than yeah. did Tucker. Um, so it's just an amazing one, two punch that those guys have. Uh, so that's my first answer. Those two guys, uh, I think it's going to be really tough for any team in this group to contend with, with them. Um, and, you know, they'll have to, teams like San Antonio will have to beat Ann Arbor from the guard spots. Um, Cause it's yeah. very, very tough to outperform their bigs. Um, But to run through, I mean, for San Antonio, we already touched on Christian Brown. I think he's going to be a really key player because he's got so much talent and just hasn't quite been able to put it together at that point guard spot. If this can be the year for him where that happens, you know, if he can go out and win a matchup against whoever Ann Arbor ends up putting at point guard, maybe he could swing a game in San Antonio's favor. So I don't know that he's their best player, but I do think he may be their most important player. Um, and then for Huntington Beach, again, I just think it's going to be challenging for them that they don't have the scoring. I feel bad for a guy like Edgar Carter. I don't think we talked about him when we talked about the team a moment ago. Uh, they, they have an oversized 6-7 point guard who had really nice stats, you know, 10 points, 7 plus assists per game, one and a half steals. Uh, just a really solid player. But again, without a lot of scoring options on the team around him, it might be difficult for him to be as effective yeah. as he otherwise would be last year and the year before uh and yeah and then i guess just to round it out for for twin falls i mean we mentioned a few players who might be able to fill that point guard spot um you know one guy we didn't talk about was Jamie, or at least i maybe you said it and i wasn't listening but jamie stratton their point their backup point guard last year uh didn't play very much was behind carter green played only six minutes a game uh but in limited minutes had the best game score per 30 minutes of anybody on their bench So, it's possible that he could slide into that point guard role and be asked to do some scoring. So, again, not the best player in the team, but, you know, he may be pretty important in trying to keep them afloat as a team that had a winning record last year and, you know, to keep them in that same stratosphere.
0: Yeah, no, I I
1: definitely agree with
0: all those. I think maybe to add in a couple more. um, For San Antonio, I think I'm intrigued to see um, Rufus White, kind of where he fits into the lineup. I think he just has so much flexibility and is such a diverse skill set that I'm just kind of intrigued to see how he'll fit in here. And then Huntington Beach, this is maybe just a projection of someone who I think is going to have an impact this year is kind of last year's backup shooting guard, William Canoe. This is a guy who scored 23 and a half points a game in high school with nearly, you know, 60% true shooting percentage. So um, kind of with the lower scoring last year, I, I have to imagine they, Definitely prioritize defense over offense, but I think this year, um, you know, the points are going to be having to come from somewhere. And so I, I'm curious to see if he's going to be the go-to guy.
1: Uh, that's a great call real quick on him because he, he started the first two seasons of his career and then was a backup last year. So, uh, yeah, he may he may very well re-enter that starting lineup for his senior year. Yeah, so ne-
0: never seemed to quite hit his stride previously, but I'm wondering uh, if he's going to be able to turn around for his senior season. And so with that, you know, this might seem like a foolish question, but who do you see coming out of this group uh, as the winner?
1: Yeah, so I do. I would pick Ann Arbor. um, But I feel I've been a little too harsh on San Antonio so far. So, yes, I'm picking Ann Arbor. I think they'll win the group. But uh, I don't really want to come off as if I don't think San Antonio is very good. I think they are. I just think Ann Arbor is better. And it sort of primed me by having, you know, starting with Ann Arbor. Uh, And then going to San Antonio, they didn't look quite as good. But this is a very good San Antonio team that, as I said at the beginning, should be back in the NTT. uh, And, you know, had a lot of bumps in the road last year that um, maybe they won't have this year. Maybe guys will gel um, and maybe it'll be a better season than it ended up last year. And as you said, that very talented, you know, what is now a sophomore class uh, could shake things up and make this team look very different in terms of who's on the floor, but maybe very similar in terms of the results they had last year.
0: Yep, I agree. You know, I, I think both, I, I do see Ann Arbor winning the group, but I, I definitely think both Ann Arbor and San Antonio will be in the PNTT playoffs. Other two
1: squads, I'm just going to have to see something before I'm able to believe it. It's like a very clear one, two, three, four by seed in this group. Yeah, does not always happen with the PNTT at all, because obviously when the seeding happens, we don't know what the recruits are going to look like, and they don't take into account who's graduating. You know, we've got two more groups to do. Spoiler alert for those who may be listening to this after those groups. We're recording this one first. Uh, But, you know, so I don't know what that's going to look like. But in this group, the one seed looks like the best team. The two seed looks like a very strong second third seed looks like the third and the fourth seed looks like you know they're bringing up the rear
0: i agree well hey that's all we got for this one uh stay tuned for next couple groups that we'll be covering i think we got two more that'll be coming out this evening or maybe tomorrow morning whenever coach fee is able to get them up so until next time we'll see you guys